Um, it said that we were done recording, so this one is, is going to be pretty much a part two. What cool. I was saying, uh, what, 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 I was, uh, what I was reiterating, it, not, not just seeing the kills uh, that, that they do, you know, like Konkan Cocoons, uh, the uh, balloons, and you might have some new ones in there. Like, like uh, I, I think it would be more scary to, to know that these alien clowns uh, found a way to make um, us human beings uh, to, to not just kill us off, but uh, make us look like these coward uh uh, sugar uh, uh, like pile uh, and and they just like um, uh, you know they, they, they use some sort of a, a vacuum or, or something like that to uh, preserve us in but but when when they uh, start to uh, eat something, it, it would be more like they're just enjoying like, uh, sugar candy, kind of like uh, what? What do you call those things? Like pixie sticks, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, wow, that'd be a whole stardust type of, uh, you know, pre- preservation technique, a pulverization of the human race in a much more scary way than the cotton candy cocoons. Wow, that yeah. that would that would have been really creative. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I just thought of that. I, 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 I don't I, I don't know how they would go about doing it. Maybe they have a, a device that looks like one of those uh, pixie sticks, uh, uh, kind of like those paper kind of things, but, but uh, they have like a device that turns us into like these uh, sugar and, and just sucks us up in, into that kind of like paper uh, like tube kind of thing and just preserve us for later. And and that's, like their, and that's like their sugar high. It's 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 not. I mean, yes, it's it's comedy, but at the same time, you got to think to yourself, "Wow, I hope it doesn't happen because that 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 would actually really creep me out if I saw a, a clown do that on this planet." I mean, really, if they were uh, advanced aliens, which they are, they uh, they're smart enough to to, to know what makes us taste good to them and, and turning us into sugar candy is, is one step uh, above uh, of, of not only being creative, which I thought of anyway, and, and uh, just, just like level of creepy as well. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that'd be really creepy, but also is extremely creative on your part. I mean, that's why it's so much of a necessary thing to get the Kyoto brothers on the podcast, at least get these brilliant ideas. Oh my gosh. Hopefully they can even hear this and uh, be able to incorporate something like that. And any of the new material I was thinking also with what you're saying about the stages in which new material would be released or, you know, just in the case that they make new material and that it's difficult. Maybe they shouldn't start out with the video format. Maybe that's what the comic books are for. You know, that was always to me, the stages where an anime movie was released, where it would be first an 
um, a manga form, a book form. So at least you were able to read the, you know, Asian version of a comic and you were able to enjoy the content that way where you put a little bit more work in to actually interpret the content through reading it. And then later on, they make an animation that might be a little crude. It might, you know, just basically add parallax or a certain type of animation shifting technique of objects within the comic, not necessarily frame rate drawings like a, a, you know, a, a premium quality Disney movie. But then eventually after people really start catching on and they keep requesting more, then they escalate to the higher level forms of production. And that's how I think killer clowns should be. I mean, uh, I do, however, you know, as a kid, remember the background, the music, the theme song, killer clowns. That that's like, the most classic so that it would be kind of something i would miss if there was the comic was just the fact that you know the clown laugh and you know the voices and stuff like that the only real time the clowns even really talked was when they puppeteered the uh sheriff which was really scary but other than that they were silent Uh, oh well there was the little clown that made like that laugh that was like a <laughs> and it was they did that effect to it where they layered it and it was yeah. like he, he and he cried and stuff like that but it wasn't like they actually spoke like hey kids <laughs> yeah well uh, here's here here's the thing uh um when, when you brought that scene up where officer mooney was being turned into like a, a dummy yeah now not not only was that creepy to me as as a kid when I first saw it, I, I must have been like maybe about ten, eleven when I first saw it or something. Uh. <laughs> but but uh, but 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 it creeped me out. It really did. It creeped me out. But 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 uh, the uh, there's there's a scene at the beginning of uh, of the movie. Well, the uh, first act of uh, of the movie, and and um, he says. Uh, okay, Dave. Hurry up, Dave. Don't let him get away. Go ahead, Dave. Make a dummy out of yourself. But you're not going to make a dummy out of me. Now, that is called foreshadowing, because that's exactly what happened. He got turned into a dummy by one of the clowns. I didn't realize that. That is so true. I even vividly remember that quote as well. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, unfortunately, uh, Officer Mooney can't be with us anymore because yeah. <laughs> in, reality, in, in reality, he has passed away. I, I think it was like 2005, I think. Oh, okay. R.I.P. Yeah. And then... It would have been a really good reprisal role for him as Officer Mooney. Not not just okay. I mean, he he can actually come back, but but uh, maybe they could add it as sort of like a um, what what you call it a flashback um, scene, and and um, maybe uh, 
Dave could refer to what Officer Mooney was telling him at the time as um, a grumpy um, officer cop that he was, and, and uh, just kind of use that as part of the training, even though he, he knows the hurt to him and to other people, he uh, still a good cop and he tries to uh, not necessarily uh, put away the, the bad guys that need to go in a jail cell but but uh, he tries uh, his best to keep it but when he can't and, and uh, throws those punks in, in the, the jail cell uh, where where was like we had a little wine was a problem and then he goes you're the problem you little shit <laughs> gosh uh, I, I, I can't believe it I, I, I mean yes he's a jerk and he could be uh, kind of uh, racist at times but but, uh, but overall <laughs> he tries to be a good cop overall I mean he tries he tries really hard but, yeah um, but I think what needs to happen is is um, uh, people uh, want to see practical effects only, and and, and I, I I get where they're coming from. I do. I mean, that's how I sort of think Ghostbusters should be as well as as practical. But we're at a day and an age where we could actually have both practical and visual effects kind of marry each other though I understand why they want all the practical effects showing but at the same time if, if there's just a little bit of tweaking that they could just add little bits and parts uh, to make it a little more realistic it's it's going to work uh, people uh, shouldn't have to worry about will this be a good movie should they do this? Should they do that? Enjoy the movie. Uh, uh, say your praises or say your uh, complaints or, or whatever review you want to spew out there later on, but, but just enjoy the film uh, while um, it's, it's theater if it's going to happen. What, what what they could do is um, what what people are seeing uh, in, in the old movie is they like I, I couldn't believe that I I, I noticed uh, the uh, zipper on the back. Looking for it, I don't understand how finding these zippers. I try looking for it. I guess I was just uh, so scared at the time that they looked so real and and. And uh, I, I guess I want to enjoy the movie as it is a movie. And and uh, as as far as I'm concerned, they're clowns from outer space. And and, and when that head off and and garbage, I was I was like, uh, okay, that is really creepy. I I, I want trying to uh, look zipper. Even if I was, I couldn't. And, and and what they could do is um, use the visual effect to make the zipper line disappear, 
and everything else to make a little more realistic and a little more um, like they have more emotion to their face. And they could use animatronics you know, laughing that they did in the original. They, they, they could marry this stuff. Uh, it's going to make the uh, film a thousand times better in my book. I, I believe so. Oh, yeah. Even a, even a lower budget version. I mean, even though Killer Clowns is such a cult movie that uh, I'm not, I didn't re- really necessarily receive box office proportional budgets at the time. But you know, even at now uh, with Netflix and you know, I mean, Netflix is mainstream and as a Goliath, you know, popular go to place. So I, I don't necessarily think you know, that making new content that could be featured on there would be something that would be low budget. I think it would be something that would be an installment of uh, a lot of finance going on, financing and having to think about what to do. I mean, especially with animatronics and costumes and having to figure out the nuances like you described. I think, um, you know, overall, it would be a thousand times better because, it's just been such a long time. I mean, 1988, that's crazy how long it is. You know, I had a funny idea. I don't want to change the subject matter too much, but I really, I had kind of an interesting idea like you did with the uh, pixie, uh, pixie sticks. Um, but I thought maybe, you know, it's almost kind of like, okay, how could there be creative ways that killer clowns could continue how could further material be made is there a stepping stone for the kyoto brothers or the you know the fans to be able to fund a project or be able to resuscitate activity back into the carrying on of the killer clowns legacy and you know there are funny mashups and i would like to bring up uh, Predator versus Alien and Freddy versus Jason and maybe the killer clowns from outer space need something creative like that such as killer clowns versus the leprechaun or something <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> I, I, I mean uh, uh, the only difference is the uh, leprechaun is a magical creature, and and he's a devious part of, of of being a magical creature. But here here's here's the thing: not only are clowns from space, but maybe they have a little hidden magic as as well. It's it's kind of like start uh, finding yourself asking at, at an older age. I, I think I was like maybe about I want to say. 18 at, at the time started questioning these things like how did um, the slim clown um, leave the, uh, the bus while the bus is still going and yeah. how did uh, that uh, fat so clown uh, uh, carry out that big giant um crazy straw to drink the blood out of just appear out of nowhere and I asked my, my uh, 
sister of this, and that the thing that she responded to was very, very magical clown. And I'm like, well, you know what? She probably uh, told me that she doesn't know the answer to, first of all. Hoping she knows the answer uh, uh, on the second part, but the other thing is, I think she could be on to something too. Maybe they are not just um, from a different planet, but just they could have magic too. They 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 have these uh, laser guns that turn people into. Yes, they um, have like these popcorn guns that turn into like these alien baby clowns, and and the, there just could be just a little bit of anyway. Like how did um, the jumbo clown, Officer Mooney, as a dummy, realize what kind of lady that Dave was? with last night so uh, uh, the only explanation I could think of is that they're mind readers in, in some ways so in some ways that's kind of magic to me and they're to pick up on our kind of like habits and feelings and kind of wants and needs of, of what we want out of a relationship kind of thing and just realize that Probably why uh, Debbie is no longer with Dave because he cheated on her. So that was kind of weird and scary. That when, when you think of that, yeah. Then and, and and having a a stuff with with Leprechaun. Well, you're going to have to think uh, along that the lines. Who's going to be most likely? Um, to come out of the back of the five. I, I, I mean, if that were to happen, uh, I'm going to have to bet my money. The I mean, they have a bunch of these. And, and how can a leprechaun uh, just not only... He, he might be able to uh, defeat a lot of the clowns, yes, but, but, but there's a lot of clowns all over the place. I mean, they're everywhere. There's no way he could keep up with all of those clowns, and he's going to eventually uh, make the end, and and that will be end of him. I I, I think it will be the clowns uh, killing the leprechaun once and for all, just like up in a con candy cocoon, or maybe later in in a uh, balloon or something, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Because the leprechaun is more of like a, uh, uh, you know, like some legend that's within the human realm. Even though he has magical powers, he his he preys on humans. You know, like in Leprechaun Two, when the uncle, the drunk uncle, they lock him in a safe, and he's he tries to. Uh, get him to give him three wishes and the leprechaun uses the three wishes to get out of the safe by creating a pot of gold in the guy's stomach and it was really horrifying but it's humans you know that are trying to 
psychologically trick the leprechaun or be able to, you know, outsmart the leprechaun. And the leprechaun is always a little one step ahead, one little step. <laughs> but basically uh, with the clowns, yeah, the clowns are an army and they even have that giant clown. I, I would see how maybe the stories could connect because I was thinking initially when I thought of uh, everything, the uh, leprechaun in space. And when leprechauns, when the leprechaun is in space, maybe they get a sample of some space popcorn or something that is kind of like aliens where all of a sudden they manifest into the clowns and the leprechaun tries his normal bag of tricks on the clowns, but isn't very successful. Um, yeah. You know, the clowns have their weakness which is their nose being popped and then the leprechaun obviously is the four-leaf clover uh a cross anything with uh like christian uh connection where they might be able to hold back the leprechaun since he i guess he qualifies as a demon but it definitely would be that same level of comedy versus horror and all jam-packed in a film mixed with off-the-wall science fiction. It would just be something that, to me, would be just a, a repeat, a movie on repeat all day, and would be comedy. I mean, I would tell everybody. And it's like, you know, just how much I would laugh at just everything. You know, I mean, imagine the leprechaun... Uh, the Warwick, Mr. Warwick, the actor who plays Leprechaun, I think that's his last name. I'm trying to remember. He's from Willow. And just the hilarious lines that he has, those one liners, and mixed with the clowns would just be so funny. And that would be a way where Le Leprechaun, something that, you know, I guess with the pandemic and everything, they're. I, I was reminded of that because I was on YouTube and I saw something and it just happened to be St. Patrick's Day as well, which was wild, you know, because no one was really celebrating St. Patrick's Day because of the, you know, uh, social distancing and so forth. So I was enjoying the leprechaun and just like, wow, this is so funny. But, you know, just knowing that it was pretty much a discontinued thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, thinking up, well, maybe they could depend on each other to be revisited. And that would be a stepping stone for killer clowns to be able to show how much of a fan base there is and be able to take off from there. You know, something to just help them, because I just really appreciate off the wall plot like that awful all plots like that that can really just make you have fun with your friends as well as if you're by yourself you might even be creeped out i mean it serves so many purposes as just a hilarious but also chilling plot that you know i just encourage more movies to be like that i i just feel like a lot of those types of movies were lost killer clowns was such a staple of that era you know, and, and the animatronics, when, when you brought that up, that made me think of Leprechaun because Leprechaun did also wasn't really 
too much into the CGI. It, it was a little bit, and later on, as the sequels progressed and it became less known, because, you know, it was in the 90s and then into the early 2000s, I think, or maybe it was all in the 90s. I was thinking of the Leprechaun and the Hood movies with uh, Ice-T. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I think those had definitely had CGI in them, but not something that was like, you know, 3D um, characters being animated. It was more of kind of, you know, earlier forms of video uh, green screen types of effects, you know, uh, cheaper forms, more infantile forms of CGI. Um, But, you know, just to have that at the modern standard, Plus, uh, bringing back these two legendary movies, that that would be amazing. But I mean, of overall, though, I would most likely want to want to see Killer Clowns, and I believe that they would win as well. Uh, I I think the funny thing now that you brought up who would win uh, in Leprechaun in Space. The leprechaun actually does manage to supersize himself, so he would actually be able to fight the giant clown. That that would be really funny if that happened again, and he had some hilarious line. But yeah, there isn't really too much of a chance for the leprechaun with his bag of tricks versus the killer clowns. I mean, I don't know how they would figure out, though, how to defeat the leprechaun i just think they would overpower him and potentially be able to if it was on a spaceship you know push him out into space or you know they'd be able to pulverize him enough and then freeze him up in a situation where it was a to be continued you know because i don't think the clowns are going to be able to learn about four leaf clovers or anything like that so uh, and then, oh, yeah, the other thing was, um, uh, wasn't it the clown? I mean, I'm sorry, the leprechaun, when he was in the safe, he was, uh, he's allergic to steel or he's allergic to a certain type of metal that um, sparks fly out as soon as he touches it. And um, also the leprechaun is, uh, he has a weakness to drinking. He gets drunk really easily, and that uh, dispels his powers. He loses his he loses his telekinesis because uh, he was trying to do something bad, and it wasn't really working when he was drunk. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the the leprechaun can uh, create illusions um, and trick uh, people. But I don't necessarily know if that would work against clowns, especially if the clowns could be extremely intelligent or the leprechaun's just not familiar since he preys only upon humans. So the other thing was that was interesting is the leprechaun in the second one was trying to find a queen to impregnate to have more leprechauns, his kingdom of leprechauns. Now, I wonder if he would be thinking the same as to how he's now going to interact with the clowns. I mean, there's a whole playground of hilarious ideas that could come out of this. So this is 
this is actually we we just thought of something in the works that could that could be legendary i hope the kyoto brothers are listening it would be amazing but uh, overall i do want to see killer clowns most of all and yes the the killer clowns is such a legendary film and i'm really glad they brought it up in netflix again i mean that does show how much netflix does care and how much they do know about something like killer clowns out of the millions of movies that they could have chosen they were able to take ones where movie buffs like ourselves are able to talk about it and shed light on just really how much they care in the film industry even for films that may not even be as well known yeah let 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 me try to stop it here before it tells us we're actually out of time again but but i'm going to invite you once again awesome okay so i i Uh, i just wanted to uh say like uh so the reason why killer class Space the original is uh, Netflix right now is because right now they probably talked to MGM and said these uh, to uh, put on Netflix and um, we were wondering if it was okay with you guys if we have the rights uh, for I don't know how long they discussed it for but X amount of uh, months or years uh, saying uh, we want this movie to Netflix. Is that going to be okay with you? And whatever the meeting was and whatever the agreement of the amount was, um, as long as the movie is being played, um, the MGM studio is going to get their portion of uh, the money that it's uh, going to make and hopefully the Kyoto brothers and Jay, um, uh, not Jason, uh, John Masari uh, gets a good portion of that movie money as well because you know, uh, that movie scoring for the movie, but the Kyoto brothers uh, deserves all the credit too because um, this was something original that nobody thought of uh, way back in the 80s and they didn't expect it to uh, be like a cult classic. They really didn't. It, let's let's say that uh, that movie didn't exist and, and they started trying to make this movie right now. It probably would uh, reach classic status uh, like it does right now. Hollywood is so jaded and, and they're saying this is what fans want and this is uh, how we're going to make it. And uh, it's it's going to be this 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 in it, and if if you're going to have something with with clowns in it, if they can't come from space, I'm glad that they actually did it in the 80s because um, it, it screamed a, a lot of creativity in there. I I I don't care how bad the acting is. Uh, look at the special effects they used back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, and 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 some yes, it's it's uh, cheap uh, and and like today's standards, 
but considering uh, the time that the movie was was made, it, it's considered to be cutting edge. I mean, it's like they animatronics, they use like masks and, and like uh, actors' costumes. Uh, I mean, some of them didn't really uh, move like 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 that. I mean, there might have been uh, a few uh, masks that actually. It moved, but I think it had to be remote controlled by somebody behind the scenes. I think, but uh, I mean, what when when they were going to be like, you know, like the the blood scene or or lighting, that kind of thing. And uh, now, I wanted to uh, mention uh, John Masari uh, mentioned uh, his favorite clown. One of them was. Rudy and the other one was Shorty for him, but uh, Shorty is is the one that knocks uh, the punk's um, head off. Yeah, and and um, Rudy is the one that you kind of see at the beginning of uh, the movie where he carries uh, um, somebody wrapped in a Kong cocoon that we don't know, but but he hangs it up. Then he goes back to the place where the popcorn is popping everywhere, and then uh, pulling these levers all over the place. I we have no idea what's going on, but he probably knows what he's doing. That it, it's probably creating more clowns just so they can exist again. I'm thinking, and it's kind of like that's where their babies come from I, I that's just a theory but it's 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 a working theory but I I, I can't uh, say that's how they reproduce but, um, but I, I I have to say that they, they have to be uh, somewhat artificially created somehow I mean uh, those those things that resemble popcorn has to be a way they they reproduce somehow. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then um, my favorite clown uh, what? Uh, I, I had an idea actually. Uh, I didn't end up saying anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I I, I, uh, I I was told to look at the moon, but but uh, yeah, go out by the, by the dumpster. You can see better. Yeah. Uh, I I I want to say that my favorite clowns uh, that I like um, movie wise, my favorite clown happens to be Slim, uh, the killer clown, and the other favorite uh, clown of mine has to be uh, Jumbo the clown, and Jumbo is is the one who has the most creativity of how he was trying to kill that girl with a big mallet, but she got saved by the mother. And uh, he puts like these uh, uh, popcorn things in the dumpster and then somebody got killed uh, in there. Um, what else? Uh, the Officer Mooney dummy scene. And, <laughs> and, uh, and then Slim uh, only because um, he has an invisible uh, motorbike that he slams 
uh, Joe Lombardo off the uh, the road. Uh, that is a mistake scene because that was supposed to be the beginning of, of the movie. They mentioned it before because you could sort of hear him calling himself, say like, uh, go ahead, Joe, get, get going. And, and, and uh, only uh, that was supposed uh, to, they, they put it in like maybe like the middle of the movie, I think uh, like the second act, I think. And um, and and you just see like Slim uh, laughing as as he killed that person off the road, <laughs> and uh, and then Slim also be, 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 uh when he comes off the the bus he he doesn't uh, go off the the bus uh, normally like everybody else does in in today's world. <laughs> at all and he he just shows up like magically and and then he starts doing these shadow puppet shows and 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 i'm like okay well he started off with with a bunny kind of cute and then he uh started uh doing the elephant he did george washington across the delaware and then um the scene cuts with uh, Mike and Dave uh, search for for clowns, and then Dave uh, saw a clown do a shadow puppet show where it was like uh, a gypsy woman dancing like a belly dancer uh, shadow, and then changing into like a Tyrannosaurus Rex with red eye, and then gobbles them up, but only they don't really die because he could still hear them screaming like they were shrunk. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then he places them in the uh, uh, bag of popcorn. Now, some people actually think uh, that's how the popcorn was, was actually made by us as a human being. Like, if, if, if we're Trapped and intrigued by a shadow puppet show, uh, we we actually shrink and become one of those uh, popcorns. I I I don't know. I mean, that's one of the fan theories out there. I I I I still think that if if that's how they make it, trapping humans like like that and how they reproduce, I I I I don't know. It, it it sounds a little bit complicated than it is, but but uh, their their theory is is like we're kind of like the uh, uh, popcorn that they place in the bag. So. That's actually a really cool interpretation. Uh, two things. Yeah. So the first thing was was to carry on with that idea. I actually was going to say with the puppet show and the puppet show. Uh, maybe the popcorn Venus flytrap uh, clowns that evolve from the kernels or grow from they germinate from the kernels. Uh, maybe when that maybe there's some sort of shadow puppet show involving those Venus flytrap clowns and out uh, are birthed more clowns. So that's that's a way that they 
create more, they manifest or generate more clowns. All this of a shadow of a Venus flytrap clown germinated from the popcorn kernels. <laughs> but that, but I, I actually, that makes more sense though with the humans. Maybe that's like the soil. Maybe that's the cotton candy cocoons for the kernels in order for them to grow into those Venus flytrap clowns. The other thing that I was going to mention was my favorite killer clown. I like Fatso. Fatso is the one who walked into the room and sucked the blood of one of the cotton candy cocoons. And then he also yeah. has, he also, his power is the clown ray gun with a hand puppet on it. He's the, he's the yeah. Leo obese clown who just looks insane. He looks, he actually looks kind of like a relative of the spawn clown a little bit, but in, in a in much more deranged way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't have anything else to, to really talk about. I, I, I mean, how have you been doing uh, since this pandemic? Because it's been really hard for me to actually get used to this. I mean, this is going to be like our culture until it, it's, lifted everywhere but that's going to be when though so yeah we don't know i mean there's been some days that have been thrown out and uh you know hopefully the sooner the better in terms of not necessarily people can do stuff because rushed right away is be destructive in its own right so it's just best that everybody still is comfortable with social distancing and being in their own independent space until the sicknesses, the cases begins to slope down and as well as the deaths, hopefully those can cease immediately. Um, but yeah, in terms of affecting our daily life, definitely felt the changes and I'm more somebody who is, you know, a programmer and, works closely with technology so i was teaching um, uh, and doing a makerspace course which required a lot of physical carrying of equipment so it actually gave me a little bit of a break from me having to constantly tend to my responsibilities and allow for me to focus on much more extended uh deep activities but it's all to meet with you and you know, be able to hang out and stuff like that. So I definitely miss that being around friends and family and, and people who want to see me and hang out and have fun, go to, you know, a baseball game or something like that. I'm sure, you know, what's going on now is going to affect all sports, especially with baseball season starting. And, you know, that, that was a bummer, but at least we know that, you know, in this way, we can be safe and we have technology to supplement that distance and create some bit of a connection as well as getting food and, you know, um, get certain services and stuff like that, that, you know, I mean, I couldn't imagine if this would have happened in the 90s, you know, or some early time, earlier time period, how people would even function. 
You know, I mean, there's certain essential services that are open, but just for people to be able to experience the news straight from their smartphone and have it be so up, so updated has been. Hello. Scared me. There it is. Hi. Marvelous and paranormal. How goes it? Sci scratch. Yeah, uh, I've been meaning to do this uh, some time ago, and it's been really hard during this pandemic. Hasn't it? Oh, my gosh. Praying for everybody yeah. during this time, and so glad, though, that we were able to connect now, finally, after all that time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the same as doing it in person, obviously, but this is uh, going to have to work uh social distance wise uh, uh i mean uh it was what where can it start well I, as i probably have mentioned on my podcast some time ago that netflix has actually dropped uh killer clowns on its face on april 1st oh and, and and I was excited. I I, I said uh, to you. I remember saying to you, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do remember saying to you that Netflix should bring Killer Clowns Matter Space the yeah. film on on Netflix. I said uh, I would watch that uh, a thousand times uh, over. <laughs> Maybe 10 billion times over till I drop dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so did you did you mean that they dropped it like they put it up and then discontinued it, or it's still up there? It's they actually oh, dropped no. it. Oh no! Uh, when when somebody uh, okay, uh, uh, but that the lingo is when something drops, it 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 means that it's it's on there. Like, like, oh, amazing. Like, they they don't uh mean like they dropped it from like uh Netflix. I mean they 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 could potentially get rid of uh that the movie uh after a certain amount of months or days. I mean that's uh pretty much going to happen anyway. I I mean for whatever reason. But yeah. but but um when when somebody says that the lingo is when something drops on Netflix, or uh, let's use another scenario, drops on on uh, uh, Disney Plus. Let, let let's say it just means it's on there. That's amazing. Uh, this is so, good. Oh my gosh! What's that? Wow. Well, this is this is really good news. Can you had predicted that? Yeah. And, and and you know what, um, I I don't want to claim myself uh, a psychic, but I do believe in psychic phenomena, and I do believe that everything happens for a reason, and and, and I actually believe that. I mean, whether people uh, um, higher power that that you believe in, I, I I believe there are several in my book, but I, I just uh, pretty much use like you. ISIS or whatever, but but uh, uh, for somebody who who has like a, a whole other belief system, uh, maybe for somebody 
uh, they pray to Jesus and all of that. Uh, oh, yeah. Stuff uh, de- uh, depending on on their religion, but me, I I'm just not that religious. That I I I just kind of think there's something more out there, and I I I just use like universe, maybe Isis or something like that to. Uh, That's cool. That, that that power and 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 say like, please help me through this kind of thing, but um. Uh, when when I was talking about it, I wasn't necessarily making a prediction. I mean, not really. I was talking about it, but I I, I said um, that I want Netflix to put Killer Clowns from Space on Netflix because they uh, would have, um, no matter how small the uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space community is. Us as a collective together uh, makes a big portion of the fan base. Now, I'm I'm not saying that it's going uh, bank maybe over 150 million in in the uh, box office if if they were to do it in a theater. They 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 might get a a good sum uh, from. Uh, Maybe some of the selected theaters, but, but uh, uh, that's because the uh, cult classic fans like ourselves are, are willing to sit through that movie and watch it. Now, and and uh, I'm not going to do this over and over, but I actually, um, if I choose to, as long as it's in, in the theater, which we're not doing at this point, but but if it were at the theater, I would watch uh, the movie countless times if they were going to be making a sequel in the movie theater, and just watch it, and watch it, and watch it, so so they can accumulate more money, so they can make like what part three, part ten, uh, hopefully, <laughs> because yeah. it will be. Uh, because it'll be uh, cool if I mean if they ended it on on ten, we have everything about the mythology that that we need to experience. And if they found a way to ink that the killer clowns once and for all, I mean not just like by killing them, but 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 just like ending the story, a uh, bit because we have all the exploration that we need of what these clowns are as a stuff like that. It would yeah. be awesome if it, it, it would be awesome if it uh, if they started a uh, comic book out of it. I mean, just like add a few things that the movie didn't add. Uh, just do like the whole Killer Clown comic book, you know, like the movie version, and just get a little more insight of what these creatures really are. And, that and, and that would then, be amazing. Yeah, and then the. Uh, uh, thing that I would like to uh, experience is the continuation of a mythology. I'm not saying that they're going to be putting this in the movie theater if they were going to make a movie out of it, but maybe give us some ideas what these creatures are. They, because it's like how Mike was telling Dave in in the killer clown scene. He he said maybe they're ancient astronauts. Uh, that came to our uh, planet a couple of centuries ago. Our ideas, our our idea of clowns, has comes from them. Now that made me think 
maybe they are Asian astronauts and uh, maybe they know everything uh, without setting foot on the uh, uh, planet that they just sort of know, like like maybe they can read our minds and, and know everything what's happening on this planet, which is kind of scary in some some aspects of it, but kind of interesting too, like they are kind of uh, omniscient that way. So. <laughs> Wow, that is an amazing interpretation that could be something really entertaining. I mean, that makes it understandable because of how people have always had clowns and culture, pop culture, and has been a part of our entertainment and circuses for a long time, but has ancient connection. That would be extremely entertaining. And comic books, I love comic books. I'm a big fan of manga as well. Uh, mainly manga, actually. I, I'm still following those specifically. But I used to have a really big comic book collection. And yeah, I think that'd be a really creative way to reach out to the target market. And at least, you know, with Netflix, you know, with all the cross-platform access with Android, iPhone, uh, Windows, Mac, computers, and everything like that, all the fans who have any of those devices can at least be able to engage in a classic. Uh, is it the movie? Is it, is it So on Netflix, is it the original movie? It's the original movie. And, and, um, oh, cool. Okay. I, I just want to make mention about this. Um, you, you know what would be and an awesome dream of mine. I, I'm just going to throw it out here before I move forward. So it would be an absolute, okay. absolute, a, a, absolute dream of mine to actually interview the original score artist, John Masari himself, on my platform. It, it would be a dream come true. I mean, not not yeah. just him, but 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 the Kyoto Brothers. I mean, get them all on the platform, and I I want to. I don't know how I, I would coordinate this, but, but I'm pretty sure I would have some questions uh, for the Kyoto Brothers and John, Mar John Masari, but it would be cool to actually interview those guys together, actually. And uh, Oh my gosh, classic. That'd be legendary. And then uh, John Masari did say that he's not privy to uh, the detail of what's going on with uh, the Killer Clown Project, because uh, um, he has mentioned uh, that. Um, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get my kind of thought back. Um, what what uh, what do you say? He he doesn't think that. Um, the sci-fi is going to happen because that got me excited when I heard that, but now I'm kind of somewhat disappointed that sci-fi is probably not going to air a requel or the sequel of now, but uh, the Kyoto Brothers have been trying hard to get this lifted off the ground, and um, MGM is like a very big production company and they want to release like big productions like in in a theater and stuff like that it, but maybe uh, 
he he was hoping that maybe Sci-Fi and MGM can uh, come to some sort of agreement and a portion of the money that they uh, make goes to them so they could air as a TV show and just sort of expand on the mythology of what these clowns really are, what kind of creatures they are. Uh, do they have a name for their species? For all we know, because that's what we uh, fans call them killer clowns, but maybe they have a different name for an actual species that they came from. And and they should sort of a clown. But the only thing is that they, they're not earthbound clowns. See, I like earthbound clowns. I, I mean, these these things came from a different planet, so that's why they look scary to us. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, these clowns are really scary. I mean, I'm assuming that if there was any new material that was created, they're going to even add on top of that. I mean, the funny thing about the old original is that the costume flaw was not really necessarily a flaw, but it was just the limitations of the 80s or the time that you know the movie was made and the costumes you know didn't necessarily have moving parts of the face were really specific like that what like cgi could accomplish most probably in newer material that would be created it was kind of stiff but that added to the ambiguity of what they were thinking and that almost made them scarier as well like a real droned out type of uh, very cerebral character but their face didn't really reveal as as much as their abilities uh, that were occurring you know a lot of very complex attacks like the shadow uh, tyrannosaurus rex Oh, yeah. uh, or the, you know, the scheming that they could do, the the finding people under cars and, you know, going to feed and stuff like that. I'm, I'm assuming in the newer one, there would probably be a lot of face, more face modulations. Or maybe they continue to go with that stiff, that stiffness where they can't necessarily, you can't necessarily read what the clown is thinking. They're their facial expressions are still kind of, you know, up in the air as to, you don't really know that, that to me was the scary part was you just, you didn't really know clowns are so, you know, um, animated and, you know, even like famous actors like Jim Carrey are kind of referred to as clowns without a mask because they're so animated in their face they can create so many different facial expressions. And that connotation, you know, with clowns has always been just bright and energetic in every way. I mean, other other than the Joker and Pennywise and, and you know, sinister clowns are like a flip side of the horror of clowns. But, you know, killer clowns, though, uh, I was interesting. You know, there's that there is the scene with the, you know, knock your block off. And that was a very uh, animated face to a degree, but it was still kind of like you might, you know, you have a scary detailed face that was made uh, out of prop material 
and then you might have a couple features of the face move the mouth maybe the nose and ear you know but it wasn't like a um a fluid motion of skin and an actual thing that cgi could achieve so i'm really anxious to see even in the slightest details how any new material is going to carry on the legacy of killer clowns from outer space yeah because here's the thing john masari was was saying that MGM is is uh, aware of uh, fans like us wanting to see a sequel. They know this, but we want to see it put in action. But there may be some roadblocks or some sort of yellow red tape or whatever they uh, have their technicality of getting uh, through the loopholes and stuff like that to get the project going. But but uh, there. They're aware of us screaming and clamoring for more. They 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 know this. But uh, what I, I I mean, okay, let's let's take the uh, the movie as it is uh, right now. Okay, at at the time uh, when it was released in 1988, it was just a movie for being a movie sake. We we got that. We know this. But we yeah. uh, But 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 we fans. Um, the cult classic as it is, the movie as as it is, it was just a movie of being a movie. We understand this, but we fans uh, um, making it more noticed than it should have been, just like for a picture show. I mean, it, it's a cult classic. Now, in in Killer Clowns, uh, we want to see more of these guys. I mean, not just for the kills and okay, I, right. I don't know what I, I I don't know what happened. I I um I was paying attention to the uh, uh, time uh, clock on this thing. I I don't think we went over, but uh, I don't know for some reason I, I I think it only stops at. Oh, that's uh, all good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, technical difficulties. Like, what was it like 17 I, I, I was like that was weird yeah I, I forgot where i was talking and where it had cut off but basically i was just saying that you know it's it's at least a good time to you know be grateful to be alive and um just praying for all those that and thinking of all those that you know are experiencing a really hard time maybe a family member is sick right now or had potentially died from this horrible pandemic i hope it stops immediately as soon as possible and i hope that we can proceed with our daily routine and also we can prepare for any type of situations like this that seem to have really caught us by surprise and i, I definitely feel for you in, in that you know it can kind of seem like a lonely time or hard to reach out to friends everybody has their own things going on. I know that getting food and, you know, simple things that are seem to be very day-to-day thing that we may have taken for granted are now can, are very difficult, can be a little more difficult and stressful. Um, so it's just, it's really tough that we don't necessarily know or have a pattern that reflects an ending to all of this. But, um, you know, uh, that's it's almost like if you're running a marathon 
and they're not telling you when the finish line is, or, I mean, no one knows when the finish line is. So you're just knowing that you're just supposed to run as long as you can. And it may be a hundred miles or a hundred miles. So anyways, I, I just want to be, you know, here for you and here for anybody that needs me as much as I can be. And yeah, the killer clowns, I just feel like, you know, things like that. It's just really good to get my mind off of a lot of the hardships that have been going on. And I hope yeah. Netflix, I hope Netflix can really see and, and, you know, things that we enjoy can be enriched by this uh, unfortunate experience. You know, they can see how much we really need some comfort and things that we enjoy, especially now when we might be just feeling helpless, you know, we just want to, watch and enjoy something and talk about it and you know it just it really takes up the time it allows us to get through it so you know but yeah this made stuff like this makes me feel a lot better i think uh, uh okay uh, i'll i'll agree with you at, at at the point it's it's a good breaking point to to where we need to kind of like uh, settle down and collect ourselves, yes. But at the same time, I'm still a social person, and this is not something I'm I'm used to. Yes, I I have friends here and stuff like that, but it's not like I'm I'm going out and meeting people and stuff like that. The things that I I do uh, for uh, social events that like um, we. We're supposed to have like a um, a talent show, and uh, that got canceled because of this pandemic. Dang. It, it, it did not uh, go worldwide yet, but it, it was just like a concern, like uh, um, it's it's not going to carry over. It then uh, it, it did, and and I said said to myself, uh, just wait, it's going to go worldwide. Yeah, uh, and, and for for some reason, I I I don't want to uh, think of myself as somebody that predicts kind of like the the doom and gloom of of, of things. I I actually want to predict something that's actually more positive. Yeah, but but, but um, I guess in in some cases this is kind of positive but at the same time it's my uh yang <laughs> because i want i still want to socialize i do oh my god they, totally i mean knowing you and how skilled you are at being a magician and entertaining large crowds especially during something like a talent show where you i know what people's minds it's very disappointing. And yeah, I mean, you're really good at being able to captivate audiences, talk to people. And, you know, yeah, it, it really is disappointing in that regard and, and, and much more difficult in that case. I agree. Now that That's something that I, it's, it's hard to – it's really a confusing time because, you know, yeah, I never would want anything like this to happen and, you know, feel like I'd be – you know, in any way feeling like I've, you know, benefited or, you know, had things that have happened. I, I just tend to look at the good in everything. 
and I think you shed light on another uh, way of looking at it that I, I completely agree with. I mean, I, I, I definitely sympathize, but I also know how important it is, you know, especially, you know, when I was teaching people and, you know, how much interaction was important. And, you know, now everybody is having to take their classes online and, you know, I'm a very virtual reality you know, type of person, virtual worlds and, you know, social networking. I'm not as big into, but with this podcast is really has been a frontier for me. And, um, yeah. so, you know, Google Hangouts, being able to speak with a lot of the students and so forth and work on their projects has been nice. But it has taken away a lot of the humanity of it and a lot of the beauty of, you know, face-to-face -face interaction. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be something that we're have to get in, we have to, you know, adapt to and, you know, figure all this out. And, you know, overall, though, I just applaud your ability to withstand it. And, um, you know, let's just make sure we have the strength to, you know, keep going and, and, do awesome stuff like this and you know it's just you know just eat as healthy as possible get good night's sleep you know one thing that really impressed me about your lifestyle changes at one point and a lot of the podcast material that you covered was you know the third eye and being yeah. able to drink water like spring water pure water and purified water and how much that uh, and, and the decreasing the amount of soda or things that were more so debilitating types of foods. And I think that really has helped train you and myself. I've done the same thing for moments like this, you know, because we talk about how important it is to be good to ourselves and how much it has increased our consciousness of our reality. I think that also is our ability to build a stronger immune system. And that's really important for moments like this. And uh, yeah, you don't necessarily drink alcohol or smoke or anything like that. So, you know, I, I'm more concerned about other people who, you know, they may not have been as prepared as you or myself, but also just being conscious of the fact that you know there have been healthy people that have suffered from this and have even died of, of all different ages so it does affect more older people but you know just being as careful as possible you know living as 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 much as we can with the intent that you know we're serving our bodies and and providing good nutrients um, and getting plenty of sleep and, you know, it's awesome. You know, I've been hearing that a lot of your podcasts are outside and that's just a wonderful way of, you know, getting fresh oxygen, fresh air and yeah, yeah. you know, and, and having thought provoking conversations like this, you know, Hey, it, this is, this is what is just needed to get through this. And I think that when it's over, we'll be stronger in the end. And this is definitely something that we'll be talking about for the for at forever now. You know, it's it's something in history that has never before been experienced. 
No, I I I, I want to say that uh, I'll I'll tell you uh, the good things about um, being in, in a lockdown. I, I mean, people know uh, what the bad things are. I mean, you can't socialize. I mean, that's anything like like that. It's 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 bad for somebody who wants to socialize. Okay, uh, we we get that. I mean, it's bad, but the uh, uh, good thing about it is um i want um um to take note that i have noticed that i have become more psychically aware it, it i i i don't know if if i should consider that a, a good thing it is but but um isolating my myself from other uh, people and their influences has actually helped discover uh, stuff that I did not realize uh, yet about myself. And I, I'm, I'm like, okay, how uh, can I know things before they, they happen? Okay, it's not all the time, I'll give you that. But but when it does happen, it's kind of like that gut instinct just kind of uh, screams at you. Don't do that. Uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Why is that? And then I find out somewhere that maybe the highway is closed or you you, you can't go to work this way. I, I'm, I'm like, whoa, uh, actually... Uh, we are actually psychic beings. I mean, there are amount of people that are skeptics. I I know uh, that uh, would try to prove it with science. But like I said, with all my other podcasts that I've made, uh, probably not my best ones. But there are. Uh, other things in this world that you can't explain scientifically. You just can't. I can't name one off the top of my head. I have to research uh, certain uh, like examples. But there aren't uh, uh, things that you can't explain right away by science. It's the same thing with human psychic ability. You, you either trust it or you don't. So yeah. I, I, I have to I have to trust my uh, gut instinct saying, like, don't do that. Or maybe it's it's saying, um, you know, this is going to go worldwide. And, and, and I'm like, um, I, I, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm paying attention, but at, at the same time, I didn't want to believe it, but... Um, what what was it like? Maybe four days, maybe like a week later. I I am I'm, I'm hearing, oh, the uh, lockdown is worldwide now. I I I'm like, dang. <laughs> I'm, right. I, I I I mean I can't um re, uh really take credit for all of this. I mean people who are professionally psychic. I talk about like the genuine ones out there. I'm sure there are con artists that call themselves psychics, but but the genuine one, uh, I'm pretty sure they felt this coming too, just like I had. I, I, I didn't want to be anything like Nostradamus, but but uh, boy, did it happen! 
<laughs> uh, yeah. So so okay. So hey, you know, again, I mean, it's definitely made you stronger, made me stronger, or at least looked at things in a different light, even though it is difficult. Yeah, I mean, it. This is really something that never thought would ever happen. I mean, you know, in science and technology and things like that. You know, yeah, you really can overlook the paranormal and things that can exist. It's kind of like you you do have to believe. You know, it's like the Force, Star Wars, the Force. You know, it's like you got to really feel the Force and you know, know that this is something that is real, but it's an internal feeling. And, um, you know, it's not something that necessarily can be proven through means of any type of equipment uh, that can analyze it. You know, maybe it can analyze certain irregularities, kind of like something the Ghostbusters would have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the thought process that happens, especially times like now, is is more, um, it's definitely louder. The, the quiet thoughts are way more noticeable. And just having a lot of self-reflection, I think, is occurring much more frequently. Yeah. And, and and it's a, a fair point that you used as 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 an example the uh, the force as as you call it or as you know like George Lucas has has actually told the story in Star Wars. Um, it, it, there was one scene in Star Wars. What was it like the? Uh, Empire Strikes Back, I think. And uh, Luke Skywalker meets Yoda for the first time. Well, I mean, that's the first time that anybody saw Yoda for, for the first time when that particular movie was made. And George Lucas wasn't planning to uh, have a sequel. He wasn't planning on it because he just wanted to make a movie, but he just realized how popular it was, and then he he was like, "Okay, what we'll, we'll make a sequel." And then um, they um, made Empire Strikes Back, and then they made Yoda. And uh, who was the voice of Yoda again? I, I, I gosh, he's he's the voice of Fozzie. Uh, yeah, Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Uh, um, and, and anyway, uh, it, it was like, oh, Frank Oz, that's his name. Oh, nice. He, 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 he provided the, uh, the voice for, for Yoda, uh, and he provided the voice for Fozzie there. Um, so anyway, um, there was a scene where he was being trained as a, um, uh, Jedi and he noticed that his ship was sinking. And then um, uh, the comic relief moment is is when uh, Yoda fell from uh, Luke Skywalker's feet when when he realized that his ship, uh, ship was was uh, sinking. And, and, and I want to get this out now. He's he's like use the force to get it out. And, and then he does he tries and. Uh, he 
uh, Yoda says, I'll try. Do. Or not. There is no try. And then he's he's like, okay. And then he lifted out the uh, lake that the best he can. Bubbling, but uh, he, like, he can't. It's too heavy. And then Yoda does it, and then he lifts his ship out, and then uh, places it down at a new location. And then uh, he goes by his ship, and and he says, "I can't believe it." And then Yoda uh, cleverly responds. That is why you fail. Because you have to believe in the force. It's, it's about belief, not about what you can and cannot do. Right. Yeah, that, that's such a good way of looking at it. Yeah, I, I com- yeah. agree completely. Yeah. It's like see the ball, be the ball. You know, I mean, you, you definitely have to believe. Believing is the core aspect of how it even works yeah i mean and especially with today's world i think there are a lot of people that lose that because you know technology has become or at least a certain part of technology you know the social media aspect and the media you know is is such a large portion of our day-to-day experience that it kind of overshadows the nuance things that happen as well as a internal belief. You know, it's like when you were drinking water, you decided to take some steps to modify your lifestyle. You know, that was something where I think it was very countercultural, where a lot of people, you know, they're conditioned to enjoy soda in certain things because of all the marketing and the talk and, a lot of the activities that go on that would encourage you to do it without even really thinking. And now it's a time where we really have to think for ourselves. And I think this is definitely a time that is a training of those essential skills, um, being able to have some type of, um, you know, telekinetic, you know, mind reading, um, way of being able to see things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to see that could actually be accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. That's a, that's an amazing gift and an ability. I mean, when I see you perform uh, as a, as a magician for people, I mean, that definitely is apparent. And um, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for that to be back on the scene and um, especially now i think could be an introspective reflective moment where it could help it though it could help train it Um, but yeah definitely your experiences though have meant everything and having people around is such a is such a necessary part of a happy life so you know that's that is uh, overall i mean I completely feel what you're saying and agree. Yeah, I I, I want to do this before we run out of time again. Sure. I, I, 
I, I, I want to uh, say this. Uh, um, I, I like to uh, try to get with you again, whatever uh, day works for you, as, as always. I, I mean, I want to try to catch you on your best days. Amazing. Point. Yeah, sounds but, good. But, 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 uh, but, but I want to uh, try and do uh, at least a hypnotic session and see what you feel interactively instead of me just kind of like guiding everybody. Uh, oh, totally. Uh, and and then, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not really paranormal. I mean, it's, it's more like the power set suggestion, but uh, it's, it's a real thing. And, um, uh, let me see. Uh, I I do have to actually get up early for for work, so so I have to uh, actually end the podcast here, and I'll have to uh, edit this at some point, um, maybe when I'm at work or off work. But uh, I I I will have to say uh, uh, thank you for joining me as as usual anytime thank you for having me yeah and then this is marvelous and paranormal coming at you once again have a good morning good afternoon good evening and good night wherever you may be currently listening to this at this very moment and goodbye and good night good night all right thank you for joining anytime it's my pleasure all right All right. Night.